How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, so you work at this software company um, with this girl and um you've been going through some like really serious personal things but you keep up a good front and you act like everything's okay but like on the inside you're kind of dealing with those heavy things and this girl is so perceptive like she can tell what you're feeling underneath your feelings and you guys become really good friends and then maybe more and she just really seems to like she's like an empath like she knows what you're feeling without you having to say it and it's like a really comfortable thing that you really like about her and then you uh, get so close to her that she tells you the truth. And the truth is that anytime you're in your feelings, she hears you singing a pop song in like a weird hallucinatory way. And that's how she's known about all your feelings. And that's how she got close to you. And that's how she plotted to be uh, to know everything about you and become good friends. What do you do? Welcome to Same Day Shipping. The this is Hi Kelly. <laughs> Sorry, we didn't plan this before. We did it, we usually do. Okay, you go you go. Uh, no, 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 you go. This is same day shipping. The show to, where oh we god. Eat. What? You said you go. You were the last person to say it. I particularly you said shipping, you... the show where we geek out. This is same day shipping, the show where we geek out about real love and fake relationships. I'm Colin. I'm Kelly. I'm Ryan. And I'm Patrick. Oh, man. <laughs> it's good. It's good that this was what happens. <laughs> we talked too much like friends before this started. I know. Uh, but no. Okay. So what I just told you was essentially the plot of Zoe's uh, Extraordinary Playlist. 
Mm. which I've watched since the last time I talked to you guys. But is it okay for someone to use their powers to become closer to you if it is them using their powers to see the real you? I would say if their like goal is truly like, because they can't help but see what pop song is well, playing in your head, right? Yeah, like you're, but you're really hot. So there's also like it's always underneath it all. They right think you're cute and want to know you better. It's like I just have this. I just have this really great connection with that super hot person. One of those. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. No, but like that. That is interesting because it's in some ways it's kind of just like someone who's more perceptive than other people. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Or like you can just pick up on like body language cues or whatever, and it's not like cheating to do that no but it's there's also a piece little... do you want to be in a relationship with somebody who you cannot keep private things private mm. there yeah. is no pri- i mean but maybe that's okay you just have to deal with it when someone knows you that well that just happens i don't know and there is also like a you know everyone does it right like if you're mm-hmm. good at like if you're good at picking up on things like and you're interested in a person, you will like only show them the side of you that like you think they'll respond well to. So there's yeah. like that bare level of manipulation that just subconsciously mm-hmm. occurs when you're trying to pursue somebody. But then there's like that extra step of like, I know that they really like, I don't know, anime. And I'm not interested in anime, but I'm going to pretend that I am to like, there's that thing of like changing who you are. Or, right. Like, but like mm-hmm. instead of anime, it's their feelings. Right. So it's that it kind of is OK to care about the feelings of like. Yeah, that's tough. I don't know. It's so it's so threads the line. Mm-hmm. It's in the defi- show. She doesn't tell the guy like she tells a different guy, but she doesn't <laughs> tell the guy that she kind of she's she tells the guy that she was already good friends with. So it's a little bit different, right? Yeah. But she doesn't tell the guy who pretty much only let her in emotionally because she saw things that otherwise she would never have been able to see. Mm. What's that uh, John Candy movie where he has the magic typewriter? Delirious. Delirious. So it's Delirious. It's not as... uh, It's not as, like, evil... As John Candy and Delirious, you know, like creating whole situations and manipulating them with like the goal of getting one over and like bolstering themselves up. I really I give it a pass because it's about emotional um, like comfort. You know, they're like they can't help but see your pop song and they're just gonna like they might have chosen you to be the guardian angel of because you're super hot. But, Mm -hmm. you know. If it Do works, they it owe works. you to tell you every time they hear you sing a song? Mm. If you have an ongoing relationship with them? So wait, can, uh, we, I think I think they yeah, do Yeah, this is first. a pretty high concept premise. So, yeah. okay, but so this Oh no, go ahead. So it's this woman, uh she has like a accident in MRI machine. Don't worry about the but the, the <laughs> origin doesn't really make sense. But it starts that she can see people's inner feelings as pop songs so like they will do musical numbers that only she can see and sometimes they're group numbers and sometimes it's just one person but she will see them acting out their feelings or singing their emotions through a song that is a yeah it's a pop song it's a song that isn't necessarily written for the moment it's not so it's not like a musical in that way but it's Mm -hmm. like a jukebox musical i could date someone with that power if i knew about the power 
Because I could see myself, like, if I'm, like, really pissed at him, I'd just be like, hey, what song are you hearing right now? <laughs> yeah. I think, wow. I think you have to tell them. <laughs> I liked, that was, like, really good, Colin. I want that to be in the second season of Zoe's. <laughs> what does it sound like now, hun? <laughs> I, I think you have you have to tell them that, that you have the ability. Mm-hmm. I don't think you have to tell them every time it's happening. Yeah. What if they come home and they're singing a song about uh, – they're singing Tempted by the Fruit of Another by... Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> then that means that they're being messy. Because, honestly, like, that's, like, to me, the same as them, like, leaving their iPad open while they text secrets you- on their phone and it's going to the iPad. Do you think they're, like, trying to tell you? I don't or you're think they trying- mean to. No, it's a subconscious thing, it's right? Subconscious. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's subconscious. I don't yeah. think they mean to. It's just accident. Because, like, the thing is, you have... All of the songs, especially because they're pop songs and not, you know, just like the person singing their feelings, they all need interpretation. So I think if I was dating Zoe, I would want her to tell me so that even if she and I didn't talk through every single one, so that I at least know it would give me some clarity. It would be like dating a therapist. Mm. Sure. Well, yeah. and also, like, I, I wonder if, like, if you are told, like, hey, by the way, I, it, you were singing Hurt by uh, Nine Inch Nails this mm-hmm. morning. Um, like, <laughs> maybe do you start to recognize, like, your emotional triggers that make these songs happen? Yeah. Like, can you start to, like, control mm. it or, uh, like, it's what I think your relationship with it can change as you get more information about how it works. Yes, and based on the show, it's usually that when somebody is feeling something that either they cannot express because of you know physical situation like mm-hmm. limitations or something mm-hmm. that is different than what they are putting out. So, Just like, like if, musical theater, yeah. If they're feeling some sort of like sexual tension mm-hmm. and they can't get it out, they'd yeah. sing about it. Yes, or if they're like feeling competitive they might sing the boy is mine which does feel like an a to a except they would never on front street be that uh, clear about it Mm -hmm. so i think it would be helpful to have that reflection i think it would be hard to date that person because they would always have this like weird advantage and you would never really know if they told you all your songs yeah like a lot of stuff would be unresolved Mm. we're doing (laughs) Unresolved sexual tension play or playlists. What am I saying? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh boy! No, I was I was just thinking the whole time that it would be good to uh, date someone with with a finite playlist instead of the infinite playlist. That like they could hear a couple of my songs and then that's it. That's that's, <laughs> that's the most okay. boring thing I've ever heard. It's like a Spotify thing where you can set which ones they can listen to. Yeah, and then there's there like ads that have not been normalized to the rest of the song volume. So it's like your song happens, and then it's like um, some fucking loud. Why ass would ad. you want to date someone who has a limited playlist? Why would a you li- want to date someone who doesn't have Spotify Premium? Facts. They're just doing. You know. You know what it is? It's really sad. It's Pandora. <laughs> oh, Pandora. Oh, like this short Could I video. date someone who listens to Pandora? I don't know. I think it's I think Pandora it's fine if you if you're paying for it. <laughs> I do Apple Music. Ugh, oh, monster! I did Apple Music when I had that like three months free or whatever. Yeah, I did the free months. I did too, and then I stopped. I didn't stop. You didn't doing cancel. That. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be. I mean, that's a different hot take, and we're supposed to be in the part where we talk about ships. But there <laughs> is a hot take around 
the kind of person who prefers Pandora or Sirius to creating their own playlists. Serious. Oh my god. Yeah, my dad and brother are serious people. What? It's like it's like the radio. Yeah, and and there's a channel that's only Grateful Dead concerts. Oh, there you go. That's why. <laughs> so they just listen to Grateful Dead concerts for like 18 hours a day. <laughs> but we're oh, really doing unresolved sexual tension yes. ships. Or UST or UST us or ships. us. I don't know if you're supposed to say us. I've only seen it written. I've only seen. I've never heard it said. Well, I, let's say it. It's us. I like us because it sounds like lust without an L. Yeah, Ooh. and that's what lust it is too. Love. Oh my god! And it's lust you need that's that missing L. a little something. Okay, so we all we all know it when we see it. We've all <laughs> enjoyed it in ships. <laughs> yeah, Colin, do you have a favorite us pairing? Yes, uh, mine is from the 2000 um, classic Brendan Fraser uh, vehicle, Bedazzled. Um, oh. That is, I ship it from the moment we see her to the end of the fucking movie, Elliot and the Devil. They yeah. have got crackling chemistry. And like, it's just, it's, it's super sexy, like, you know, he's the very nerdy, sweet boy, but with, like, a diamond in the rough, and we see, like, his hotter forms. Uh, so if anyone's never seen the movie... <laughs> his hotter the, forms. His, we do... I've, we you, totally... He's, like, a like a sexy lover with long hair yeah. and a mustache at one point. Mm-hmm. He's a NBA star. Um, mm-hmm. He's a, uh, a metropolitan socialite. He's, like, he's got a lot of potential. Um... <laughs> Brendan, and he's, the, but he's trying to win the love of some other woman, right? Isn't yes. that okay? Yeah. So the the premise is Brendan Fraser is like a very um, he he's just like you know not a a popular guy at the office, right? But he's obsessed with this coworker of his who he like sees and he like you know takes note of what color blouse she's wearing and, like, what she had for lunch. Like, nah, uh, he's got bad social skills, we'll say. Does he put it into a spreadsheet? No, <gasps> it's not in a spreadsheet. Uh, All right, good. As, or at least that's not shown in the movie. Yeah, we um, don't see the sheet. Yeah, but he's, like, he can't talk to her very well, and, you know, obviously it's not going to happen. And then the devil shows up at a bar, and she is played by uh, Elizabeth Hurley, who is fucking great in this movie um and uh she offers him seven wishes for his soul and you know of course because it's a romantic comedy kind of thing he uses all seven of all six of his wishes to um you know pursue her uh one of she tricks him because he wishes uh for a big mac sarcastically and then that's like you know a device they use later mm-hmm <laughs> But, um, yeah, they just... I can't remember the end of that movie. I've seen it, but I don't remember what happens. Does she, like, get wished to become human and then they end up together? No, I wish. The <laughs> end is super weird. <laughs> so he makes, like, a truly selfless wish, which is, you know, right as he's about to get sucked into hell, he wishes for his crush to be happy. And then Aww. the devil's like, damn, in the fine print, if you make a truly selfish wish, you, de- you get to keep your soul. I'm like, eh, a little weak, but whatever. It's a Harold Ramis movie. <laughs> they don't introduce like, that until the time it happens. Yeah, but also, like, like, you, you know. still get six? Exactly. 
Yeah, but and if one in- of them shows you're not selfish, you can get out of you get, don't have to go to hell. Right. Super weak. What would have been better is because she likes him so much and you know, he's like it's kind of like uh he could be like a little sexual pet in a way, but I like to think that he softens her over the years when he's down in hell and she sort of starts like promoting him through the ranks from like, you know, pincushion torture uh device to like maybe uh you know little like right hand slave boy to second in command to full on lover of the devil and they rule hell together and he has like a little he softens her a little bit and she gives him a little more um you know machismo a little more uh, aggression and stuff like that which is a you know the character's too soft uh, in his human form, and I think that the I think that the devil can really, really be good for him. So wait though the the ending that like the happy ending that you're rewriting for him is that he doesn't get to keep his soul, goes yep. to hell, and is tortured for years. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, like, you got to give a little in different ways. Yeah, you got to give a little to get a little, Patrick. All right, <laughs> and honestly, that extends the ust for longer, right? Because she's not going to yeah. have sex with some guy who. Yeah. is at the bottom who's being you know having pincushion torture but like mm-hmm. by the time he's like almost an equal demon mm-hmm. yeah and then honestly i think the tables turn and she's like come on and he's like no i i've got other things to do i'll, well, I'll let you know if you fit into my schedule and there is this really great scene in the movie where you know he one of his like wishes doesn't go the well, all of his wishes don't go the way he wants them to so he gets zapped back to Earth, and then she's waiting there for him, and he's like, he's mad, and he's yelling at her, and she like kind of breaks down a little bit, and just like, do you have any idea how hard it is to make people happy? Like, I'm really trying my best. Like, you just weren't specific enough with your wishes, and now you're yelling at me over it? And like, it was played as like, oh, but I'm a crafty devil, and you know, she was manipulating him. But I like to think that there is some truth to that. And there is like a sensitive devil underneath it all. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. I'm us, down. baby. Us. Us, baby. <laughs> all right, does anyone else have an us ship? Um, I can go. Okay. Um, so I was thinking about uh, the outing, the episode of Seinfeld where the reporter does a story on Jerry and um, she writes about him like he's a, a gay icon and that uh, Jerry and George have been like, uh, you know, dating for, for years. And they're like, no, no, we're not. We're not. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the beginning I, of one of the worst memes of American history. <laughs> yeah. Not great. <laughs> um, I mean, it was fine for its time, but it's lived too long. Wait, it also uh, it. Uh, what the Not episode? That there's anything wrong with it? Yeah, mm. that's been. I, and I'm calling it a meme, but I guess it predates memes. But I feel like is like a catchphrase. I as guess as a punchline, yeah. it's like up there with that's what she said. Though at least that's what she said gained its tipping point of popularity as making fun of people saying it. Yeah. yeah. Whereas I think people <laughs> said said not that there's anything wrong with that as if that was a valid joke to make, not making yes. fun of people making that joke. It's like yeah. the no homo of its time. Yeah. Yes. And, 100%. No, and again, if you want to make fun of people saying no homo, that's your business. But if you are saying <laughs> no homo in a real way, 
what come on guys i think and i think also similar to that's what she said i think no homo has now kind of you're making fun of the people saying it i don't know if not that there's anything wrong with that has ever experienced that i don't think it has well i mean i would if one of you said it i would assume you are making fun of someone saying it <laughs> yeah i would give you the guys the benefit of the doubt yeah. well, it's also, that's hit, it's, like popular culture it's, it's also like uh, enough under popular like it is a a, a well-known thing but I, I feel like people haven't said it in the last like decade am i wrong on that i what? haven't heard it in the real world since probably within a few weeks of that episode coming out what? oh yeah uh, i felt like i heard it for a long time wait what okay i heard that a lot well, because it's also like you say a thing that is judgmental and shitty, right? And then you say that after it to like lessen the blow, yeah, or like say, well, you know, I'm not no no judgments, <laughs> but it's like no, fuck you, that's what you're doing. Yeah, right. it's yeah. exactly the same as no homo. Really, yeah, you're mad. Like, yeah. yeah, and and it, its origins are no homo. Yeah. Well, no homo is like. You say something that's just uh, like, oh, well, I have any kind of emotional closeness with someone of the same gender, but I'm not gay. Yes. It's just gay panic. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's kind of yeah, gay panic. It's is the, the same umbrella. in that it's the opposite. <laughs> well, so this this is why I, I want to like saying that. OK, hmm. I don't think it's the opposite. I think it's the t- same thing. You're no, saying that you're... there's anything wrong with that because you have a problem. Yeah. Yes, but you're you saying there's a big stink, Jerry. If it if there actually wasn't anything wrong with that, you do have a problem with it. That's why you're making a stink, and then you mm. say that as like a cover, as if that's covering that you're. Yeah, so well, you so want to be able here's to what say what I'm going to propose is is the character's problem with it is okay. that some homo right that they do in fact have feelings for each other Ooh. in the same way that Jerry and Elaine like do have like sexual feelings for each other that like. At the end of that one, uh, like season one or season two episode, where Jerry and Elaine are just like hanging out, and he's like, "So you know what? What if we? What if we did just like fold that in? What if we like just bang one out? It's not a, the exact language. <laughs> I think fold it in. I feel like that fold sounds like something they would say. Yeah. Uh, and then they do. They go and they fuck, and like then it's done, and they don't need to like deal with that anymore. And I feel like Jerry and George needed that after that episode. Because so like, they needed to have this with a little of that. That's I yes. think how they said it. <laughs> I think is. there was. I'm sorry, you're not seeing my gestures. I believe it was like a gesture in the in mm-hmm. the living room. Yes, with a with an air with then fingers pointed to the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is how they did it. But yeah, George and and Jerry could have had a li- kept this going because this is great. Oh, I love, I love this. this. Yeah. Yeah. The scene, <laughs> the scene where George and Jerry are having the exact conversation that George had with Elaine would have been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and then never speak and the like we don't it doesn't have to change the dynamic of the show. No, not at all. Like they just resolve they, that tension. That's right. Well, cuz like these these are two characters who probably genuinely don't love anyone else but each other. Oh. I mean and themselves. <laughs> yes, I mean yeah. they love themselves. They got self-love down. Well, maybe not George so much. Oh. <sighs> No, not George so much. There's a self obsession. Self obsession. You're right. Love. It's not. He doesn't have a lot of good feelings about himself. But yeah, I think. I mean, Jerry's is. They are life partners in the non uh, loaded term of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yes. Because they, they've been friends since high school, right? Didn't they know each other? Yep. So mm-hmm. they've known each other forever. 
The uh, the sort of like modern equivalent, I would say, is uh, Gil Faison and uh, George St. Geeglin. They have like that sort Ooh. of relationship from uh, Oh Hello or Oh have Hello. You guys, the if we saw them years have from now, you guys they would been be listening them. to the podcast? Yes, I love it. I in that there's a whole, and I have I'm not fully caught up, so it may have come to the fore. But there is a running like sub thing subplot about uh, a subplot, a subplot <laughs> of Gil. I get them confused. Of Gil uh, resenting a former paramour of George, mm. and that that dyna- that like Gil perhaps poisoned the well. It was the George. other way, but yeah, totally. It's the other way. Yeah, yeah. they get confused of which is which. <laughs> Gil flies on charmed, I'm sure. Um, yeah, but I think I think you're right, P. I think they're uh, they could have benefited from just clearing the air a little bit after that whole endeavor. Because mm-hmm. that that's sort of what Jerry thing. tries to do by sleeping with the the college student afterwards, right? Yeah, and like that's I I guess like you know none of them really have like uh, healthy or positive sex lives, right? Like they all have like these destructive uh, relationships. Um, and it'd be nice just for them to like acknowledge uh, that like they love each other and should express that physically. I think that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I like I like thinking about it as you pitch it more than I think I would have enjoyed it as the show would have done it. I mean, <laughs> well, yes, because the show would have done it as a joke. Yeah, and it wouldn't have worked. But this pitch, I enjoy. So, thank you for bringing it into my life. <laughs> If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ryan, do you have an ust? Oh my God, I've got like a bajillion. But <laughs> um, I think the one, because I tried to focus on the S, because I had a lot where it was like unresolved tension, but there's like a like sincere romantic or like love mm. piece. Uh, yeah. Um, so like one of like for me that was when I was thinking of like like uh Chuck and Ned from Pushing Daisies. Like there's like mm. yes, there's a sexual component to their feelings for each other, but it's like the show is so fairy tale and like there's such a romantic love there. Yeah. So it's less it's like more like an urt than a 
Uh, so, but like the one that I think is us, and then this show makes choices once the us has been uh, est up, but like (laughs) what (laughs) up until so they do eventually doink. They do eventually doink all over the place. Nice. Um. Well, you say that because I haven't. Well, maybe you like this. (laughs) Uh, It is a. uh, It all comes to a head in a musical episode called "Once More with Feeling." It is Buffy and Spike up to uh-huh. the midway point of the episode once more with feeling. <laughs> up until that, okay. I am into the ust because she, so she, I mean, I guess I, I, it feels weird explaining it to you guys. <laughs> um, but but do it anyway. <laughs> Buffy is a vampire slayer. She <laughs> Okay, maybe skip ahead a little bit. Yeah, we can go a little bit further. <laughs> There's uh, every generation. No, okay, so Buffy is a vampire slayer who has been drawn to Spike. And Spike is one of the most characteristic characters uh, in the Buffyverse. Mm-hmm. And she's been drawn to Spike on different levels since she met him in season two. So for three seasons, three and a half seasons, uh, she has been kind of drawn to him. He is, uh, you know, he has. she was in a relationship when she met him and he had lots to say about that. Uh, but like there's just been this tension between them and she won't acknowledge her attraction to him. Like she refuses. It's like this block she puts up um, as part of her personality. Like I could never want to be with someone like you. But like the truth is she wants to be with him. She is into it. She likes playing with fire. That's like just the reality. Right. Yeah. And then he has always like, I mean, she's hot and he's noticed that, but like has developed even more appreciation for like who she is. But that just feeds his passion and his uh, desire for her. Mm -hmm. So I like the way that is. And you can hear me talk about it for hours um, (laughs) on the podcast. Like that all the way up until once they consummate it, it becomes more complicated. But that's always true with us, right? Like, yes, the unresolved sexual tension of it is all about like the possibility and the frisson and the conflict and the angst. Mm-hmm. But like once you hook up, then you know, you have to like deal with it straightforward and it becomes a different thing. So what the Buffy Spike relationship is to me is something separate from what I'm talking about, but the Buffy Spike Ust is good and right. enjoyable. And, and often in an Ust there's like there's a reason they're not hooking up. And once you yes. kind of break that, then it becomes about the consequences of it, you know? And mm-hmm. I think that definitely applies to uh, Buffy and Spike where it's like they're, they're enemies for all intents and purposes. You know what I mean? Right. And then it's like, well, what does that mean for her, the social standing of the group? And mm-hmm. is Spike now one of us? And it becomes a whole thing. Um, well, and is he going to catch feelings? Mm-hmm. Spoiler. Can he even he catch does. feelings? He's a demon though. I don't know, man. He's pretty in love with her. Yeah. That's a good ust. Hey, thanks. Yeah, that is a good that one. That is a good ust. Um, Kelly- can I, can oh. I, but before we, we hear Kelly's, can I uh, just confess that uh, during quarantine times, when I miss you guys, I listen to Once More with Feeling. <gasps> Aww. Really? Yeah. And just Aww. think about uh, driving through California and listening to that on repeat and singing it as loud as we possibly can. Yeah, that was Aww. fun. That was really good times. Really that good is. Time. I That's did really just sweet. get the, I got the uh, L, the vinyl LP. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I haven't listened to it yet, but it's, nice. you know, it's there ready to go. So maybe I'll have a listening party. I'll text Patrick. And I'll be like, start it now. <laughs> That's cute. I'm Aww. down. 
Okay. Are you guys ready for something a little gross? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. We've had too many good ones. I mean, the <laughs> Okay. Sure there's vampires and demons being sexually tortured, but let's get something really gross. Okay. So, um I first want to say that this I, I would not be able to even conceptualize this ship um without the assistance of my of my chat on Twitch. So this was not uh, this did not originate with me. Mhm. This originated with with chat. Um, I just need to to give credit where credit's due. You can try to distance yourself from this all you want. (laughs) Kelly, Kelly, you're in complete control of yourself right now. If you don't want to say something gross, you don't have to. It's (laughs) midnight. Okay. It's after midnight. Lucius Malfoy. Lucius Malfoy is just. this is going to be epilogue. What epilogue? I think it's it's they're not it's not canon compliant. Um, <laughs> I like how you said that. I've never heard anyone say it so smoothly. Like <laughs> I always think of it as like epilogue. What epilogue? But like epilogue. What epilogue? <laughs> Lucius Malfoy um, is uh, he's finishing up a long day of being a Death Eater. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's. Uh, now this is after the events of I want to say, uh, we're past book four, okay? Oh, okay. So this is like, so we're but- kind of like book six. What book six? What happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're like we've experienced certain things, Ooh. but other certain things have not happened. So we're pre Battle of Hogwarts for sure. Yeah, for sure. Specifically, yes, we're oh, pre Battle no. of Hogwarts. Oh, no. So Lucius is like, he's finishing up his long day of like, you know, having to report to Voldemort. It's all very scary, whatever. And he's just in his mind. He's like, you know, I wish that someone else would just take control for once. I just like, why do I always have to be this big, scary guy all the time? Mm -hmm. And he's like taking off his his leather gloves and he's putting (laughs) them away. And then all of a sudden something like gets put around his neck. And he's being choked out, and <laughs> he hears the words whispered in his ear. Dobby is the master now. Ah! Kelly standing on a <laughs> standing on a six step ladder. <laughs> he pulls he pulls at the at the at the at the material around his neck. He's <laughs> he's pulling and he's he's wrestling, and he 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 pushes the other person to the ground and he realizes that he was being choked out by a sock and it's Dobby and Dobby and 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 Lucius thinks to himself what if I did just get let go for an for an hour for a night he goes and he he lock he he goes he does the reverse of Alahamora whatever that mm-hmm. is he does that with his with his wand locks the door so Narcissa can't come up and it's just him and Dobby in in the room and he steps towards Dobby and he kneels and he says uh I I'm the servant now master oh. and then Dobby crack he disapparates he's gone <gasps> what they don't get to enact a reverse a reverse house elf master relationship oh no 
It's so unresolved. Oh, the tension building. So, what, so wait is is the implied uh, is the implication there that most people are fucking their house elves? No, okay. I think the, he he wants to take it to a new level. Got it. So, well, and Dobby did Dobby work for the Malfoys? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the way that he got freed was that Harry Potter gave him uh, gave Lucius a balled up sock, and Lucius like throws it towards Dobby. Oh. Yeah. It was like covered in like goop, monster. Yeah, goop or and something. so Lucius throws it towards Dobby, and he's like, "Get rid of this!" And then Lucius is like, "Master has Master Malfoy has freed me," and then he becomes freed because he gave him clothes. I don't think it's that you. Yeah, I don't think it's someone gives you laundry because mm-hmm. house elves still do laundry, <laughs> but it's like giving. I think it has to be a gift that is yours. I think it's ownership of property makes you not property. Which is but, all very fun. No, up. it literally was. If you give them clothes, like that was the whole thing. But it's clothes f- that are theirs. I'm sure there are. Ho- I guess I'm saying house elves do laundry, oh. so it can't be if I give you some shit yeah. to wash. Yeah, I don't think that's a. I mean, maybe, maybe it has that's to what go happened. from hand to hand. You're right. That's what happened to create this. Yeah. very sexy lust <laughs> relationship. So then, okay, so. Now, Lucius is, like, walking around on tiptoes because he's like, oh, around every corner could be my master, Dobby. How is there more of this? (laughs) What the fuck? So, and then, like, so sometimes there's, like, really big dinner banquets with the Death Eaters, right? Mm. And um, then, like, they're, like, really loud and raucous, so you can't hear everything that goes on. Yes, like you so can't like a, hear a tiny buzzing coming from the seat of Lucius's pants, yes. perhaps. So, so there's like a, a big, a big celebratory, you know, it's great to be Death Eaters dinner. And um, they're all sitting at this really long table. There's like lots of loud and there's like only hearable to Lucius a crack. And he hears like, oh, someone's apparated under the table. And he... <laughs> Oh, sorry, guys. In anticipation, you, have, you have the power to stop at any time. In anticipation, he spreads his legs and mm-hmm. a rough Yeah, girl. A rough little hand goes oh. around goes around his wiener. And Kelly, it they're ust ships. They don't you yeah. don't have no, to. No, Kelly, do this. Kelly, I got it, I got it. Instead of using his hand, yeah, yeah, he uses the dirty sock. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so the sock the sock goes on his wiener and then he waits. He waits for like the pressure. It doesn't happen. Crack, he's gone. And now he's stuck with a dirty sock on his wiener. It, it's humiliation. He's in front of all these people. He's in front of mm-hmm. his boss, Voldemort. Like, what's he going to do? So he his has to. Boss Voldemort. <laughs> so, One of the so, toughest so, bosses in the biz. He is a real bear. Dobby is edging Malfoy <laughs> over the course of days. This is like lifestyle play. It, it, you oh, know, yeah, also, it is. Yeah. It's oh, some Dobby heavy also. Shit. Dobby also, so, like, he, like, goes to the bathroom and, like, <laughs> Dobby, like, appears, um, like, I don't know, like, on a sink or something. And, like, <laughs> like whispers in his, oh, because he's washing his hands and then he looks up and Dobby's, like, standing right behind him. And Dobby says, like, uh, M- Master Malfoy is forbidden from touching himself when, when, when Dobby is not present. And then so Lucius is, like, not allowed to. To, yeah, to, no, we to, get to, what he's not allowed to do, with Kelly. <laughs> Kelly, I, how, how, how is Dobby? Am, 
making this up? How does Dobby know about edging? And BDSM? What do you mean? How does, how does, what do you mean, how does he know? You think it's instinctual to put a sock on your old boss's dick it under is, the table? It is hardwired into the DNA of every house elf. I'm convinced. Yeah, Dob? Yes. I'm no! Sorry, that's the opposite of what's hardwired into that. That's why it's so hot! The sentence of, does, how does Dobby know about edging? <laughs> you made it happen! Because to me right now, because like I need a Dobby POV chapter because Cause what's going this on? This feels like like an abused person mm. abusing. Mm. That's what this feels like to mm-hmm. to me. Mm. What if the reveal? Does he know about is... this because people did this to him? No, 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 no. So this is what happened. He's you read free- a book? No, he's been free. For- he's probably seen it, <laughs> yeah, right? Because like he's been working for Malfoy's for like ever. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, okay. they got some like sick uh, Death some, Eater, like, Death Eater orgies parties. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, so yeah. he saw Death Eaters do this to each other, mm-hmm. and he's always wanted to try it. Mm-hmm. Right, and he okay. knows that that they derive sexual satisfaction from it, so mm-hmm. he he suspects that Malfoy's going to get off on it. Oh Which yeah, he nothing totally like a is. he is. Nothing like a. I'm not brand worried about Malfoy Dom. in this equation. Malfoy's getting everything he wants. Yeah, or not, but that makes yeah. him happier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> I'm into it. What if the sexual, what if part of the sexual game is that they've been lovers for years? The whole time they were lovers, and all this like Dobby undertow being scared and sad thing was part of it. Because what they do, they keep giving each other a sock at some point when it's time. So they're both switch. So the sock is just increasingly filled with each other's cum? Aww. Yes. Yeah. The sock, so, like, like, is crunchy. when he smells. Yeah, when the master put the sock over Malfoy's cock, uh, that yeah. then made Malfoy the master again. And now oh, it's so his it turn to Dom. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Now, it's okay. I can always close this tab, this crack fix. <laughs> because I don't know that I want Lucius to go back. To be the yeah. Dom over Dobby because there's already like the weird fucked up dynamic. Like, no, but that was all. That was all just. That was just role play. That was all role play. It was long con. It was long con. There, these are clearly lifestyle sub Dom peoples. Like, it does not. They don't turn it off. Okay, I'm into it. Okay, worth thinking about or not ever again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounds like you have a group of people where you guys. That's what you you do that. Almost every weekday, right? I mean, here's the thing. It's now evolved where they've added Ron to the mix, and it's like, oh. and you're perhaps still more cursed. It? Perhaps more cursed. No, very, very. I think this is no TP. See, here's the thing. I kind of, there's something, and again, I, I would read this fic. I don't think I would find it hot. No, but I would read it for curiosity. There's something interesting about Dobby wanting to try out being a Dom, and so he uses Ron as practice that actually is very funny to me. No, so I think Ron... Okay, this is what I think happens. Ron, this is a uh, mid Harry Potter. If we're going by movies, Harry HP seven P one. So yes, so when they're all on the at run. least seventeen. Yeah, they're all at least seventeen. They're also on the run. Um, mm-hmm. and and Ron has just like walked in on uh Harry and Hermione dancing oh, very they were innocently, dancing so sexy. Yeah, and he's pissed. So he's like, I have to go be myself. I have to go. He leaves, and um, he. Oh, he's like in the woods. He doesn't really understand where he is because he's like so upset. Mm-hmm. But he hears like the sounds of someone, like a familiar voice. Wait, is Dobby dead by this point? No, he dies in part two, right? 
Or does he die in part one? I think he would die in part one, but it does. It's he, fine. he dies like at the end of part one. Okay, okay. So yes, has we're in AU territory yeah. here. So he hears the sounds of like Maybe. a familiar voice trying to <laughs> amp himself up to like, he, it's like, you is daddy. You is daddy. And he's like, <laughs> what is this? Ooh, the baby talk part of it is really upsetting. Yeah, yeah, no, a baby talk dom though is kind of interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and also the everybody in third person thing is like kind of jacked up, but it's fine. So, oh wow, that is such a specific yeah, genre. Yeah, and 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 Ron, you know, he's just looking for somewhere. This is his spike late seasons of Buffy. You know what I mean? Like he's like, yeah. this isn't healthy for me, but like I have to do it because I don't feel happy. Mm-hmm. So he he just basically lets himself be like treated like shit by Dobby. And so Dobby's practicing on him to then try to ensnare Lucius his ultimate target. <gasps> so Ron is just getting used? Yeah, unfortunately. But he likes it. So I guess <laughs> Hell yeah. it's it's funny that it's Dobby, but like doesn't this actually seem like it could be the real dynamic between creature and Sirius? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, because Creature does give us that secret Dom energy, right? Oh, yeah. Creature's a little shit. Yeah. I think that Creature <laughs> literally, like, spits on the floor and makes Sirius clean it up. With yes. his tongue. With his tongue. And I think maybe, oh, that's where Do- that's where Dobby learned it. From Creature. I'm really sorry, like guys. <laughs> it's, it's okay. There's... We didn't get into specifics of like weird insertions or anything. So no, I would never. I'm That's in for- better shape than I've been with other ships you've had. Mm. Yeah, no, no one's going fully inside anybody else. <laughs> well, that's not what I was thinking. I thought it was like Dobby or um, Lucius like cannot find his wand. And it's oh. just driving him crazy. He's looked everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden Dobby like standing on the desk of his office. <laughs> Drops it. <laughs> Squats it out. <laughs> like lays it like an egg? Yeah. <laughs> lays it like a fucking egg. And he's like, cast your spells now. Oh, my God. Like, that's so, that's so nasty. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> Two, Two relationships. relationships. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improves definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment no maintenance required improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with juvederm volux xc 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.